0: Hey friends! Thanks for tuning in. This is the Ask Amadeus podcast, where we connect humans, home, culture, and how it all interconnects. Get more informed, be a little entertained, and hopefully come out on the other side. Just just growing, that you've grown a little bit. Thanks for tuning in. This episode, we're going to talk about the unemployment numbers and where we go from here. All right, big day. This is the first set of numbers that we get back for jobless claims connected to Corona. And it came back in a big, big way. 3.28, people are just rounding it up to 33. Give it a little round number. 3.3 million jobless claims last week alone. That is one week alone. That's a big percentage. What's the U.S., 320, 340 million? That's basically 1% of the population, right? Yep, something like that. Yeah, 1% of the population claiming unemployment in one week, wild numbers. Reports are saying that this is five or six times higher than the Great Depression, which was about 600 and so thousand. Obviously, it's a little different. Our population is much larger than it was in the Great Depression. But it's still a staggering number. Yesterday we talked about the prospects of quarantining, going back to work and when we're going to do this. And today it's fitting to have a follow-up that is talking about the jobless claims and what, you know, obviously quarantine is helping for sure. But then it's also hurting. How's it helping? Apparently, New York, the epicenter of the pandemic in America, probably the world now, said that they slowed the doubling time of the spread of the virus in half, according to their test. It was two days, now it's four days, and that's probably a lag from the numbers basically one or two weeks ago, and we just put in this hardcore social distancing, and where are we going to fall? Where are we going to fall? Are we going to be China? Are we going to be Italy? Are we going to be Spain? The numbers are saying that it's... We're going to be different because we're America and we're the best. But no, but because we can react so quickly, we have a large federal government who basically just wrote to $2 trillion to solve this problem. But we're probably going to end up somewhere a little better. And that is definitely accredited to social distancing, but what do we do with 3.3 million unemployed people? This is not even calculating small business unemployment of people who are gigged, gigged or self employed of the 1099, which is a huge portion of the economy as well. and. They are going to expand benefits to support gig workers and 1099 workers, which is great, but the numbers are gonna be very, very large. And that's why they're giving out $2 trillion. But where do we go from here? There's 3.3 million people jobless claims. A lot of those businesses aren't gonna open up. They're not coming back. They need to transition. Uh, The social distancing is working. But we have to... At what cost? A lot of people aren't saying mid-April now. It's something in the future. But 3.3 is a lot. And there's a couple reasons also too why we can expect us to recover quickly, more quickly than other places because of our superior healthcare system. Our culture is also definitely part of it. For instance... Italians, they they tend to live with multiple generations. Your mother and your father. You know, Cuomo talking about Matilda and how he's the best son, and Christopher would never be as good. It's it's a, it's a cliche for a reason. They do, and that that I think that has to do with the very quick transmission to to elderly people. Which, who knows? We might not see. I was reading a stat that. One in five people live with their grandma in Italy. And in America, it's like 5%. That's one in 20. No, that wouldn't be one in 20. It's 5%. Much lower. So we have different circumstances that maybe we can have something more positive. But unemployed people, you're in good luck because they are giving you very close to your full pay, where typically unemployment is about 40 to 60% of your take home pay. So if you get it, you're, this is, this is going to go on for a while now that the, the floodgates are open and this is the change is already made. But a lot of people are upset about even talking about going back to work, but then hopefully with this job number of 3.3, there can be some perspective about where this lands. I was just at the grocery store and on several occasions you had a house behind or in front of people. I'm getting a little paranoid about going to the grocery stores because some people don't observe the social distancing but some people are counting 22 cents and trying to save it because that's all they have and they have a teenage daughter and a middle schooler son. I also heard an instance where I heard it with my own ears. I might have misinterpreted, but they wanted to use the high school girl's credit card. Maybe that they opened up a credit card for her. It's not good. We have trade-offs between the unemployment and the spread of the disease, where people or countries like Sweden aren't even doing this. All right, so part two of this, I wanna just talk about a personal experience I had with 2009. And maybe about the, the good side of this or what can happen now that you're unemployed and you might have opportunities here because the government is helping you out and that's a good thing. All right, part two in a second. Thanks for staying in here. You know we have to put ads somewhere in here, okay? We're doing this for free, but someone got to pay us a little bit of something, okay? Especially if you're not Matilda's favorite son. All right, so we just talked about jobless claims, a little bit continuation of the previous topic of opening versus closing. What does it look like? Can we quarantine only old people? Can some people go back to work? I want to talk about my experience in the 2009 fiasco banking crisis, which was an underlying problem with not enough cash in the banks versus this one, which is an external factor that ideally we can get over. Six, five, six, seven times the jobless list claims than the great depression. Stock market down 30% It had, did have some rebounds. Lots of small businesses are out of of work, and the atmosphere and the climate, I think, is gonna get into a habit of people not spending money and consumer goods or going out to travel, go to basketball games. Uh, I think it's gonna happen slowly. It's not gonna happen quickly, but small businesses, the sales are gonna be impacted even if they do go back to work. It's just a fact. So, 3.3 million people unemployed. Where do you go from here? Listen. The, the federal government and state governments have been very generous with their packages. I think a lot of people are going to get this twelve hundred and thousand know, dollars if it's under i don't know some threshold seventy five or ninety a year um you know and if you make over a hundred thousand dollars a year, a lot of people don't have nothing's different they're just working at home but for a lot of people everything's different so where do you go from here okay listen in every Every shuffling of the deck, every disaster, every time that you're forced into a change in your life, I am very much a proponent of running with it. Because, you know, sometimes maybe you were in a bad relationship, maybe you were in a bad job, maybe you were in a bad housing circumstance, you were just in a bad situation and you've been compelled by an outside force, such as the coronavirus or getting laid off to make a change. And hopefully, you know, maybe you qualified for some government benefits. There's also, there also, you maybe got unemployment, which is supposed to be near full unemployment. There's supposed to be small business loans for people who who need this money to maybe make payroll, pay vendors, continue to open the door. And they're talking about rent freezes, mortgage freezes. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now for you to take advantage of if you're in a situation where you have been impacted by the virus either personally with your health or with your business and you should take advantage of them because you know you didn't cause this they didn't you know it wasn't something you did it wasn't something that was baked in by bad actors it was a virus these things happen we didn't see it coming China could have handled it differently but we're we're, we are where we are right now so what do you do back in 2009 I had a job we kind of um it was my first job job like in an office cubicle i was basically like compressing files data entry managing client content delivery to different types of phones and things like that before the iphone was really prevalent it was like 2009 2010 you know the iphone really took off a couple like a year or two later to take over all the market shares but remember when we had like t9s or you know flip phones and sliding things like there was there was other competitors. It wasn't just the Nokia brick, but you know what I'm talking about. Content. You're getting ringtones, things like that. That's what I did. Anyways, we kinda what happens is when you get paid less, you get laid off later because they can carry you for longer. When you make a lot of money, sometimes you're the easiest to axe because you cost a lot. If you're making four hundred thousand dollars a year you're probably more important. You're definitely more important. But it uh, it's, it's less than, or it's more than, It's sorry, it's less people than laying off like seven people who make 40 or whatever it is. My math is probably not all there. So, get let off. I find out that um, I had automated, the person who had my job before was just like bricks in the brain. They were not very smart. This job, I... Automated a lot of the job. So I had a lot of time in my hands and then all of a sudden I realized I was doing my job and my boss's job but his Superior who wasn't tech savvy Didn't really understand like the ins and outs of our business and how much time it actually took and my manager was using this as an opportunity To get paid by the company pursue his own personal stuff at work and then just have me cover the basis in the meantime Anyways, I find a glitch in the system that cost us nearly my yearly salary in one month because of some system that they set up that was incorrect and it was costing us 30, 40, something, $50,000 a month, one month. That's how, like, come on. I was, my manager should have caught this. I caught it. I fixed it. I went in and I said, hey man, look, this is, we got to tell, I think his name was Daniel, to see his senior this. This is gonna propel us, you know. This is gonna be great for the. We can do so much with this, and we're in hard times, and blah blah blah. The next morning, this guy shows up. He never comes in before me. Shows up with his manager. Goes to the meeting, pitches as a, as his own idea. Doesn't include me. And I'm like, dude, what the hell, man? That's crazy. I'm. I don't want to curse, but I was po'd. I give it a couple more days. I'm like, you know what, this guy and. I'm out. I got to leave. This is bolt. You know what? Luckily, the one saving grace, though, is that instead of quitting, he told me to wait like two days and I got laid off. You know, if you're familiar, if you get laid off, a whole different set of benefits if you quit, which is tied into the getting laid off situation. $3.3 million, $3.3 million job loss one week in America. Anyways, so. We I get laid off. They both get promoted, and then the next day, two days later, he calls me back and wants to hire me as an hourly employee because he cannot figure out all of the systems I set up on my computer to do the job, and he wanted to pay me like 12 dollars an hour. Are you kidding me? Get out of here, Get out of here. Needless to say, I didn't go back. That department got totally destroyed. So good for them. They deserve what they get. But um, it was actually kind of funny. I was one of the first people to get, everyone kind of knew layoffs were coming. And I was one of the first ones to go up and I was like, thank God, this is awesome. Like I was so happy to leave. They literally were like shocked about how happy I was to leave. And I said to them, hey, I'm, I'm, hey man, I'm a single guy. I, I'm young. You guys don't pay me that much anyways you don't have to worry about me you gotta worry about all oh, the other people who got kids and mortgages and stuff they're gonna really lose their minds and they're like what Are you just, what you, were you gonna did they say something to you i'm like oh no they thought you know they thought people were gonna lose their minds so i left i pretty much never came back and i didn't really talk to anybody who i wasn't friends with before that there but anyways um so fast forward maybe a week two weeks i i subletted my apartment I got unemployment. Oh, in the meantime, though, this is a big thing. If you get if you get good unemployed, fill out your COBRA paperwork immediately. The next day or two days later after getting laid off, I was rollerblading and I slipped on a grease patch in Union Square. Went head over heels, hit my head, completely broke my shoulder. Like, it's broken. I mean, it's broken enough. The doctors can't see me because I didn't fill out my paperwork properly. They want to, It's like some absurd amount of money to get my shoulder looked at. So I basically just put it in a sling, had a doctor, family friend look at it, help me out, and my shoulder is permanently damaged. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Everything's fine. Um, but what I did do is I subletted my apartment, I moved on, and I ended up... Pursuing other options And I wouldn't have been able to do that If I had to just jump back into another job That sucked And took up all my time I did a little bit of traveling Trying to find a job So I went to other places Trying to look for jobs It provided me an opportunity to do that We'll talk about uh, some other stuff In another episode But went to India Traveled around Saw my friends Looked for jobs It was great finally got a job finally i decided that i didn't want to get a job and i got my real estate license so maybe like two months later i went to classes started going to classes eventually got my license and then i started renting apartments in financial district in midtown and in midtown and uh that's how i got started in real estate and it was great and the other great part about it is i didn't even realize that it was a recession so like I just didn't understand like what recession meant because up until that point, I just I had did all you know I had other businesses I did little little odd job stuff and home repair things and regular you know just jobs odd jobs money and um, I worked in a ski mountain before I, and it was all always seasonal work and gig job stuff so I didn't really understand what a recession really was but I went into this business in a recession at the bottom. So everything from there on out, so I learned the business and I had time to learn the business before I got my first paycheck and was able to get the ball rolling on having a rental real estate business. Then obviously, eventually that went on to sales and learning learning more and more about development and air rights and how the city works in terms of, from a real estate agent's perspective. So that was the big upside is that, you know, there are resources that New York State, the federal government, private institutions, it, you, when you have severance or unemployment, you do have an opportunity to start over. Maybe you're not going to always be a, um, a car repair person. Maybe you're not always going to sell ads. Maybe you're not always going to be a banker. Maybe when you're forced into a situation, something really good can happen out of it that you never even expected. As long as you have an optimistic attitude, keep your mind open, and try to think intelligibly, intelligibly and not get overwhelmed by the scenario. So that's just to give it a little bit of perspective on If you are one of these people who are now one of these 3.3 million people who are now unemployed, I hope this is a nice little story. And also next podcast, maybe I'll do the one, a story about how I started my first business when I was in fifth grade. All right. That's it for now. If you're looking to buy, sell or rent apartments or homes in New York City or beyond, give me a call. The advice is free. The value is priceless. That's what they said. And uh, we can help you buy, sell, transact in real estate. If you want mortgage lenders, attorneys, contractors, architects, anyone, we can help vet your tradesmen and make sure that you get the best people to choose from. Hope you had a good day. This is the Ask Amadeus Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow me on all social medias at Marcus Amadeus. Have a good day.